everybody, welcome back to the Hermit's Habit Podcast. Uh, this is episode 5, halfway to double digits, how about that? That's pretty crazy. Catch me outside. Never mind. Um, anyways, uh, plenty to talk about. Lots to talk about. Uh, I'm, we're gonna be talking about fucking... I don't know, we'll find out. Just stay, stay tuned, don't click off. You know what I mean? Just stay tuned, it's gonna be cool. You'll, you'll find out later when... I keep talking. Um. Hey, we have to break up because I don't vibe with your aesthetic. Is a thing a woman once told me. Welcome back to the Hermes Out Podcast. Uh, it's your host, uh, me, featuring burping. So, I was recently on a podcast. Uh, I'm not going to name names because that's shitty and mean. But I was recently on a podcast where every time he tried to plug me, he tried to plug my podcast, he uh, <laughs> he he would forget the name. <laughs> Uh, literally the first sentence I said when I got on there was, Hey buddy, I for- I think you forgot the name guy. Uh, and he was like, Oh, whoops, sorry. And then he went on to mispronounce the name of the podcast. Like, I don't know, like 20, 30 more times. And the way he ended the podcast, he said something like, uh, he was like, um, like he was monologuing. He was just, uh, all right, y'all, uh, go check out, uh, her, her man's, uh, man's grave whatever fuck fuck it he's a punk ass but and it was funny mind you i thought it was funny but he didn't get the name at all which was also funny but yeah that that was a good podcast i'm not gonna name names <coughs> but it was a pretty good conversation i i guess uh i just wish he got the name you know he has a lot more listeners than me so it would have been nice to maybe get some traffic i don't know <laughs> would have been good. Uh, I can't put my Switch in public anymore. It's something I found out recently. I mean, I've known for a while now. Um, but I just kind of dealt with it because it's silly to, you know, adjust the way you do things based on other people. But anyways, so I, I, I just, I honestly just don't, like, bring it with me anymore, which sucks because it's a portable device and I don't have a TV in my house. Um, who the fuck has TVs anymore? I just use my phone. But anyways... I don't have a TV, so I use my Switch entirely portably, which, you know, you should be able to take it wherever you want, but they falsely advertised how it would be playing it in public. They said that, you know, um, the, adver- the way they advertised it was that you would be out and about and somebody would come up to you and be like, hey man, you got a Switch? I got a Switch too. Let's, uh, let's play some Smash Bros. Let's play some Mario Kart. And that's super, that was rad. And not, I don't necessarily, like, want people to come up to me and ask me to play games with them, like, whatever. But I would prefer it over what's been happening, which, uh, one, somebody will just ask me, like, uh, if it's a phone, and then they'll be shook as fuck when they'll be like, why is your phone so big, before I can answer whether or not it's a phone. Uh, or they'll ask me what I'm playing, you know, if they realize it's not a phone, like a, 
like a not idiot. Uh, they would ask me what I'm playing without any like actual interest in it. Like I w- they would ask me what I'm playing. I'd be like, okay, I'm playing Warframe. And they'd be like, huh. Like, why would you ask? You don't know, like, if you don't know what I'm playing, why does it concern you what I'm playing if you don't have anything, like, anything else to add? It would make more sense if they asked me, hey, what are you playing? I'd be like, Warframe. They'd say, oh, what is that? You know, what's Warframe? But they would just go, huh, weird. What a weird kid. Fucking annoying. Don't talk to me. We talked about this previously on the podcast about how I don't, whatever, I won't get into it. Um, but they'll also, there are people that come up to me and they'll ask me, like, to give them a whole in-depth tutorial on the Switch because their grandson would love something like it. Like, it's frustrating. <coughs> this is always old people, old grandmas. They'll come up to me and they'll be like, hey, what is that? I love the little colors, the little red and blue colors. What is that? My grandson would love it. And I'd be like, oh, it's just a portable game device. It's called a Switch. Uh, I'm playing some Mario Kart right now. And they'd be like, oh, my grandson loves Mario Kart. Do they have, like, FIFA? Do they have all the games? And then I have to be like, uh, I don't know. And then she'll be like, oh, well, can you look? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not connected to internet right now. So no. And she'd be like, oh, wow, I really wish I, I knew or something. Just frustrating. Just, I, I really wish people wouldn't just come up to me and talk to me. But something I do in my spare time, other than play my Switch, I like to go to Chick-fil-A parking lots. Not to park to go into the Chick-fil-A, but I like to go to Chick-fil-A parking lots because it's really entertaining to watch middle-aged, you know, Christian women get really frustrated at how long the drive through is taking, but not so frustrated that it becomes sinful. It's also fun to watch those same Christian women run away from the homeless evangelical men <laughs> who are just uh, parading around asking for money while also preaching the word. That's uh if you've ever if you've ever been to a Chick-fil-A parking lot, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a god, it's a ride. I love seeing people who are so mad, but they don't want to like they want to keep their pride and they want to keep the higher ground that they're just they'll just bottle it up and they'll make these faces. It's like Rrr. I love people like that. It's my favorite. It's really entertaining. It's entertaining to watch somebody somebody not lose their shit. Just as much it is entertaining to watch people lose their shit. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I, I saw, speaking of Chick-fil-A, I saw a Panera Bread driver get pulled over the other day. <laughs> Guess he must have been baked. <laughs> Got, yeah, good joke. It was a, I thought about that one for a really long time. It actually happened, too. I, I saw a Panera Bread driver get pulled over by a cop, and I actually, I pulled over. And I sat, I sat there for a second, and I was like, this is, this is a really good joke. i got to think of a joke for this. And I got it. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the fruits of my labor. Guess he must have been baked. Oh, God. I'm a class, I'm a class act, that's for sure. Da <laughs> <laughs>
Hey. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, we're back. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the day that my sister stopped playing Minecraft with me was the day I stopped talking to my family. Uh, lots of reasons for that. <laughs> for one, I really like playing Minecraft with people. Minecraft is uh, the kind of game that's not fun alone, but it's fun, you know, with friends, with family. Uh, the, the hard part about Minecraft is it, it's a little intricate at times. Like, uh, like you you have the option to get on a horse or whatever, but if you're playing with like an older person, like a like your dad or your mom. You'd be like, why can't I drive the horse? Because because you need a, what do you what do you call it? A saddle to get on the horse and drive it. Try and drive a horse. You need a saddle to get on the horse and ride it somewhere. Uh, and it's it's a little it was a little confusing when I first figured it out because you can't make a saddle. You have to go to, you have to find it in like a chest or like a castle or something. This isn't a Minecraft podcast. I won't get into it. But it's a little more intricate than you usually you would think it is. Obviously, unless you're playing creative mode. But whatever. <laughs> But yeah, my sister stopped playing Minecraft with me recently, and bummed, it's bummed me out significantly. My days are so sad. I'm so lonely. I miss Minecraft. Well, I miss my sister too, but <laughs> I miss the Minecraft part because it's like we could do something. You know, we could fight, ride horses. Yeah, it's a good time. But yeah, I haven't had contact with my family ever since. Mostly because my parents live in Tennessee, so it's a little... I'm a busy guy. Not busy enough to spend 30 minutes talking to myself, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, they, they, everybody's just kind of, you know, scattered. If you, it's just part of growing up. That's the sad thing about being, becoming, becoming an adult is you lose contact with people that you, you were really close to. Maybe you lose contact on purpose. You know, maybe they're bad people. You can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. So that's pretty nice. Speaking of, speaking of choosing your friends, I chose a, I chose a girlfriend <laughs> that thinks that the the only one plunger exists. My girlfriend, uh, just a little preface. My girlfriend's a little fucking crazy, but in a fun way. It, I mean, a little bit of an, I don't know. I won't get into it. She might listen to this, <laughs> but my girlfriend thinks that there's only one plunger that exists that actually works. It's twelve dollars at Lowe's, and it's apparently the only one that works because it has like a, like a ring spiral design. I don't know what I'm using my hands for this, but it's got like the spiral ring design. Uh, and she thinks it's the only plunger in the world that works. And I think her dad thinks that too. I don't know why. Um, fun fact about my girlfriend. She has high, heavily active OCD. So I can't reuse plungers, right? Um, so every time I, I have to plunge something, she will not let me even like get a cheaper, shittier plunger. Cause she's like, oh, there's too much splashback. This is the only only plunger that doesn't splash, which is not true. It splashes, but whatever. But yeah, she thinks it's the it's the only thing that only plunger that really really works. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense because it still splashes. Uh, yeah, it does work just as good as the other ones, you know, mind you. But it does work. It's just really funny to me that she thinks it's the it's like the epitome of all all plunger technologies. This one. $12 Lowe's plunger. But yeah, that's my girlfriend for you. Uh, she's also my roommate, sadly. Just kidding. Love you, sweetie. <laughs> People keep telling me, telling me to talk about music on the podcast. 
Have you ever realized how big target bulls are? Random, random idea, random thought. But uh, recently got some bulls from Target, and these these bulls are they're huge. They're like seventy two cents too. So you're getting a bang, you're getting bang for your buck. But it's a bit of a bit of a bang, honestly. But uh, it's a bit of a bang. It's they're really really big bulls. I could literally, I'm looking at one now, and it's like, so I'm looking at my ledge here, and there's the bull. There's my guitar a little bit to the right, and the bowl is like maybe a quarter of the size of the body of the guitar. That it, now that I'm I'm looking at it, it is literally like if you think of a guitar and how big it is. It's an acoustic, by the way, not an electric. Electrics are a little bit smaller, but if you're looking at an acoustic guitar, imagine a fourth of that little body is a Target bowl. They're fucking huge. I don't know why, uh, but it's fucking up my diet. I poured myself a bowl of cereal, and God damn it, I, I didn't realize. I, I poured it to I poured it proportionally to the size of the bowl, and I never leave my food unfinished. And this, if I just had so much fucking honey nut cheerios and milk left over, God damn it. Hey Target, if you listen to this, fix your fix your bowls, buddy. But yeah, they're huge. Uh, it's a really good deal though, seventy two cents for, um. That's weird. We're paying for space. We're paying for... Uh, I don't even know. What are we paying for? Where does all my money go? Anyways. Have you ever... Have you ever seen those... Uh, those... Um, have you ever seen those... Uh, In Loving Memory bumper stickers on cars? I see those a lot. I don't know. Wait, maybe, people, maybe a lot of people die in Norfolk. In Virginia Beach, maybe that's why I see so many. But I see them a lot, and they always confuse me. I actually, I've seen a lot of cars that are just, not even just bumper stickers, but full-on decals of, like, like the car, it'll say, this car is dedicated to the memory of, you know, whoever. That's really confusing to me. Because a car can die, right? A car can shit the bed. And I also, I don't understand why people are even driving them. If they're dedicated to somebody, shouldn't they be in like a storage unit? Maybe on display or something? It doesn't make sense. Why would you buy a car? Why would you buy like a 20,000? It was a Jeep too, by the way. Why would you dedicate a Jeep to somebody? If I will come back, I swear to fucking God, I will come back and haunt my family if they buy a Jeep and dedicate it my name after I die. They don't have the money for that. But if they do, if anybody does that, fuck you honestly it was a jeep which it just why <laughs> why would you buy a twenty thousand dollar jeep to dedicate it to a dead guy not even because it's like you know great gesture but why a jeep why a car you know what i mean i would hate for my uh my entire life to amount to a bumper sticker that sounds like the worst way to honor somebody <laughs> i don't know that i mean that's just me but i don't i just don't understand like i i'm picturing a scene where at the at the funeral they have like a little table like a little kiosk you know set out and they have like a in loving memory different like different styles and different stickers for people to put on their cars and the guy the guy selling them is guilting people to make sales he's guilting them into buying these decals and it's like he would really want it, want you to do this <clears throat> it's just confusing. I just don't get it. I don't get in loving memory bumper stickers. Anything to do with cars and dead people doesn't make sense to me. 
how the fuck? How the fuck? I just checked Twitter. Let's go. Let's get. Let's get real here for a second, guy. How the fuck can you be a woman and defend R. Kelly? Like old news, right? But what the fuck? How are people still doing this? I just don't fucking get it. I went onto a, a YouTube video, an R. Kelly YouTube video, and all of the comments were just filled with like, "Oh, R. Kelly's a rapist, but his music lit though." <laughs> like what? I've had this argument with my girlfriend a lot about it. Uh, I used to be really, I used to really like Richard Wagner's works, the classical composer. I used to really like him. Not him. Cause he's a bad guy. We'll get to it. But I liked his, I liked his works, you know. Uh, and she would always tell me like, hey, why are you supporting this fucking, why are you supporting this piece of shit guy? He was like a Nazi. And I'm like, well, he's dead. So it doesn't really matter. And she's like, but still, you're learning from a bad guy. And she's right, you know. Maybe don't learn from a Nazi. But it's a really big kind of, it's like a, a really hard topic for me to kind of wrap my head around. I get that you don't want to, like, support people that are, like, bad. Like, you don't want to continue watching House of Cards because, well... The main actor from Chaos of Cards is a rapey piece of shit, um, obviously. But it's difficult because what if I did enjoy the product? If I were to continue enjoying the product that I like, I would have to support, you know, whoever. And that's why I think people say to, like, stream it or whatever. But then there's, like, the intellectual property part where you're, like, you're still consuming this media. You still like it. You know, so it's unfair. Where am I going with this? Um, so I, I really like this composer, and she. We had a long, long conversation about how we just shouldn't support it. We shouldn't listen to anything that bad people do. We shouldn't give them any money, and it's like obviously don't you know try to try to try to pirate it if you can. Use a VPN. And that brings me my next to my next sponsor. Just kidding. I don't have sponsors on this show. What 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 is this? Ten listeners? What am I gonna make? Like fifty uh twenty point two 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 five in AdSense? No siree. That's not me. I wouldn't I'm not a sellout. Anyways. So yeah, it's a really difficult thing because uh I really another another problem I'm having is like I really like Erica Badu's music. And she defends R. Kelly. That's a hard sell for me. <laughs> because she's not, she didn't do anything physically, but she is supporting a really pe really bad guy. You know what I mean? I, I struggle a lot with, you know, taking the, uh, consuming the form of media that bad people have made and produced. I don't know. It's just interesting. I she uh, she keeps talking about how how we, these people should die, not remembered. It's like um, what's that thing with the the murderer? You don't want to have you don't when you do a news story about somebody who is like a serial killer. You don't want to put them. You don't you don't want to put them on a pedestal. You want to just say what happened, and you don't say the name. You know that's that's how you get infamy. It's wrong to give bad people infamy because they get famous and they get remembered. Like Ted Bundy. We just had a whole fucking Netflix. I got a couple. Like, what, like two Netflix movies, documentaries about this piece of shit dude? 
and it's just gone up and nobody nobody talks about the victims. They talk about the suicide killers. It's fucking wrong. So yeah. I I eventually agreed with her, like, hey, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be listening to Ricard Wagner, the Nazi. You know, maybe we shouldn't watch House of Cards. Or Empire now. But it's just it's just uh it sucks, you know. When you're a kid you have to worry about this shit. But now that you're an adult you have to really Think about what kind of media you're consuming because, you know, you could be supporting bad pieces of shit people. It's a problem. Don't be a bad guy. Be good to people. Lesson learned. Where was I going with this? Yeah, uh, something that I have an issue with is just uh, political views. I don't want to not support somebody who has a different view than me because there's a difference between being a piece of shit and just simply having a different view, you know. Um, A lot of people like to blanket like blanket covered Trump supporters and like, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but the blanket usually involves, you know, like they're stupid and they're racist. Racism mostly. I would never generalize a group of people. I would say something like, okay, maybe, maybe for the most part, these people are generally, you know, maybe not the most educated, (laughs) but I wouldn't ever say these people this amount of people, these this type of people is are stupid, all of them. I never say that, but it's so interesting because I, I don't know. I don't really care about politics. It's the same stuff over and over. Maybe it's a little bit more wild now because um because of Mr. Trump, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just a hard, it's just a really interesting topic. You know, I'll go back and forth. I'll be like, okay, well, I don't necessarily agree with the views and their views may end up hurting somebody else like down the line somebody um they'll cast their vote for the wrong guy and the wrong guy you know ends up uh deporting a lot of people who are trying to get their lives together and you know be safe from what they were dealing with in whatever country they came from but then at the same time it's like well this is his political view it's just it's like that domino effect and it's like it's just just a thought you know how am i gonna how am i gonna hate this guy for a thought mm-hmm. I saw this thing on um <laughs> on Twitter it was like a little teaser video it was a uh, for this girl she started like a little cartoon series uh, I'm not gonna say her name or what it's called because I'm about to like, make fun of it but <laughs> but it's uh she she's starting a little cartoon series about her love life or what it used to be you know what she's dealt with and like cool but she's using bitmojis as the as the cartoon. And I don't I don't I don't really understand what maybe it's easier to do bitmojis uh for a little cartoon series, you know, maybe she doesn't know how to animate. Well, I guess that would be pretty clear. She what she was doing was she would have the bitmoji in like whatever pose position and it would have her, a mouth drawn on there, you know, mouthing the words she, she was, like, saying, you know, voicing over. Um, <laughs> let, me find, let me try to find it. It's really funny. In my in my opinion, it's kind of funny and stupid. Uh, also, I'm pretty tired of hearing about people's love life. Like, like, get, like, do something else, you know. I'm just tired of love. I don't have it. I, I feel, dep- it makes me depressed. The Chronicles. Oh, it's called the Chronicles, like Chronicles, but without the the O, instead it's a Y. Here it is. Oh, and no H. So. Wait. 
Oh, that's fine. Great song. Great song. I love this song. Welcome to my Chronicles, a series of events that made me cry in chronological order. No, I can't just get myself wet. That's your job. You know so she is. It's kind of. It's honestly. It's an interesting little thing she's doing. I'll be honest, because she's got like uh, screenshots of text messages of um you know a conversation between her and other people and that's pretty rad you know i like i like exposing videos that's a um just a little tidbit about me guilty pleasure is exp exposing videos i like drama i like the tea anyways so um i just i don't know i just think it's a really weird idea to do bitmojis that's like so current <laughs> it's so currently like cringy i don't, I don't know just i don't want to shit on her or whatever, uh, but that's like um, <laughs> what were those? What were those little cartoons? Uh, what do you call them? That's like using um, a me, a, a me from like the Wii, the Wii shop, using a me to do like a little show, or like using the Minecraft characters to make a movie. People actually do that. Put a lot of work in that shit. She did animate the car moving, so that must have taken a good, I don't know, couple couple weeks to make that little car move. Went on a little tangent. What? Hey! Uh, oh! Yeah, went on a little tangent there. I like the idea of exposing, like, your local friends around you. I really like the idea of, um, you know, old boyfriends fucking up their life forever because they're, like, immature and dumb. I like that. Just That's just a fun thing to watch. I don't know. I don't. I think it's. I think it's stupid. Excuse me. Oh my god. So, this fucking. I have a pretty specific music taste. I've been really getting into some modular music lately. Oops. Whoopsie daisies. I've been really getting into some modular music lately. Looks like somebody's banging around. Holy shit. I need a new apartment. God. I hate this place. I was walking with my girlfriend oh, back from the mall. And just this, the, uh, it was like, I don't know, what is it, like nine? And just there's people just yelling across the street. Like, hey, buddy, what a hot piece of ass you got there. Oh, boy. Sure you're getting, getting it on with her tonight. You know what I mean? Just stupid. Just fucking, I who screams across the street to tell you that you have a hot babe next to you? What the fuck? What's with these people? <laughs> it's ridiculous. God damn it. God, it's, why are you talking to me, man? We're just walking home. Fuck. Ridiculous. Honestly. What was I what was I saying? God damn it. I completely forgot. Um oh. My favorite musician, my favorite composer, Mort Garson. M-O-R-T G-A-R-S-O-N. Fucking my favorite guy. I've been getting into some modular stuff lately. And uh the way the way that my music has kind of Developed it straight from what do you, one of my first 
it, it kind of came straight from jazz, honestly, but not just jazz, jazz funk fusion. The first two records I ever bought was uh, Herbie Hancock's Chameleon, and it was like a compilation of the Thelonious Monk's music, right? So from that point, you know, from that point, my brain has been like, holy shit, I love this, I want more of this. So I went down this long, long road of jazz music, you know, stuff like uh, like fucking Art Blakey. Art Blakey? That's a weird name. Is that right? Is that his name? I'm having one of those moments where you say something and you're like, that's not the right word. That's not the right spelling. Like spoon. If you say spoon enough times, you'll start to go crazy. Or bowl. You know what I mean? Let me look him up real quick. Art Blakey. Yeah, that's his name. I don't know why I, don't know why I thought that was his name. So Art Blakey, Thelonious Monk, fucking goddamn Oscar Peterson. I fucking love Oscar Peterson. So I went, so... So I went down this long, Dave Brubeck, I went down this long road of like um, jazz music and I, you know, I started to learn a lot, a lot about the kind of music, you know, like syncopation, obviously, you know, swing, big band stuff. Um, and it helped me kind of wrap my head around the idea of arranging um, a tune and the idea of um, how to like, because a big thing in the, in the 50s, Oh, I am the 30s, but, you know, 30s to 50s, a big thing was to take music that was, uh, like, plays and, um, like, uh, Broadway stuff and make it and kind of take the tune and make it, like, um, like, jazzy and, like, swing um, and just kind of the whole thing with jazz is to make the hook last a really long time, you know, because you're going to be playing at clubs, so you want people to dance and you want to fill the time that people are there with music. So it helped my brain kind of get into the idea of improvising and whatnot. And then from there, I kind of went, I, I kind of did a full 180 and went straight back to Herbie Hancock's Chameleon. And from there, I went straight fucking to my favorite guitarist, Masayoshi Takanaka. Good fucking guitarist and composer. His albums are so... God, it's like, it's weird because it's the same type of music that he plays, but they're all different. It's like beachy tunes, right? I'll play a little bit, of, I'll play a little bit of it here. But it's like beachy tunes, and I sampled a little bit for a couple of, for, ah, fuck. I sampled it a couple of times for some of my songs, but, so favorite guitarist, right? And then I have my favorite jazz fusion funk tune, Chameleon, right? And then from there, I went to, I think I went from Masayoshi to, oh yeah, and in the meantime, I've been listening to like, um, like Al Green, a lot of like, um, like, uh, like R&B, funk, groove inspired stuff, you know, Al Green, Marvin Gaye, uh, Bobby Caldwell, right. Mm -mm -mm -mm. You know, good, good, solid, groovy stuff. Masio Parker, oh my God. God, Life on Planet Groove, if you don't know that record. Jesus, I've never funked out so much in my life. Uh, Cassiopeia, Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck, Grover Washington Jr., Smooth Jazz, right? Uh, <laughs> the bio on my Facebook is I want to be the Mexican Kenny G. So I'm a big fan of jazz funk fusion. And uh, so I went from Herbie Hancock, I went Herbie Hancock's Chameleon and Thelonious Monk to as much jazz as I could possibly consume. 
180 came back to Chameleon, Herbie Hancock, which, by the way, fucking love Herbie. I wanted to get a Chameleon and name him Herbie, so, yeah, <laughs> anyways, um, from there I went to Masayoshi, which is Japanese jazz funk fusion, which is, you know, really cool stuff, and then I went, came back, and went to smooth jazz, so that was kind of like the stream of consciousness fun, a really cool thing happened to me, so the, the year that I started listening to Chameleon was, I don't know the year, 2008, 2009, I was pretty young. No, not that young. <laughs> what was, let me think. What is it, 2019 right now? It's actually like four years ago, maybe. I was 17, right? It's the time I learned about Herbie Hancock's Chameleon. And uh, if you, if you, I'll play a little bit here, but the drums are so just fucking groovy. Goddamn, the funk is real, guys. So, that was my first thing of Funk Fusion like four years ago, right? I was like 17, 18. Uh, just getting out of high school kind of thing. Um, or not getting out. I don't remember. I don't remember anything past, like, when I, when I put my pants on this morning. Jesus Christ. It was a, it, when I was a, either a senior or when I was leaving. Doesn't matter. Anyways. So I went from there. Uh, and then I think in the past year... I started listening to the, like, I went down that whole jazz thing, uh, and that lasted for a couple years, and then I, now, I listened to Masayoshi, that was, this was, like, in the past couple months, actually, like, maybe eight months ago, I started listening to Masayoshi, and then, maybe a month ago, maybe a couple weeks, no, like, four months ago, actually, time moves real fast for me, I don't know, <laughs> where am I? Anyways. So I found out something very interesting. The same drummer that was on Herbie Hancock's Chameleon, that, that funk fusion tune that introduced me to everything uh, four years ago, his name was Harvey Mason. Now, you know, three years later, when I was listening to Masayoshi for the first time, I the album that I was listening to was In An Insatiable High, which is such a fucking tune. God damn, it was so good. It's such a good album. I lo it's like, I used to hate the summertime. Because, uh, you know, I instead of, you know, having a life like most kids, my dad made me, like, build shit and work. So I really hate the summertime. I hate sweat. I feel, like, almost traumatized. <laughs> just kidding. But I didn't really have any friends either. So there's I, during summer, I was just lonely, sweaty, and sad. Right? Aw. Anyways, uh... Lonely, sweaty, and sad. So I, I, when I started listening to Masayoshi, like, a uh, year ago, it, it's made me kind of like Summer again. That's just kind of the music he has, or he makes. It's very beachy tunes, very happy-go-lucky, you know, major scale kind of stuff. But um, if you, if you look at the credits of uh, who was on the album, you know, performing the music, You've got, what well, first off, Tower of Power. So, fuck yeah, for the horn section. Tower of Power. You know, obviously, Masayoshi on guitar as composer. Uh, the arranger was somebody else. But the drummer, Harvey fucking Mason from Chameleon. From that f the song that I listened to four fucking years ago. And mind you, this is pretty wild because Masayoshi is a, ja this is a Japanese guy. A completely different country guy. Completely different country. Isn't that wild? 
Harvey Mason, uh, credited as the drummer for this album. Not on all the songs, but on like, I don't know, like I think two of them, somebody else did them, but on the majority of the album was Harvey Mason. So cool as fuck. And now I started listening to Grover Washington Jr. And Mr. Magic, Grover's biggest song, guess who's credited for drums? Harvey Mason! Isn't that wild? Harvey fucking Mason. He's tied together my whole musical wraparound. I wasn't listening to I wasn't listening to Jazz Funk Fusion for Jazz Funk Fusion. I was listening to it for Harvey Mason. I'm kidding. But that's wild to me. He was also he, Harvey Mason obviously did other stuff in the jazz world that I I haven't discovered yet. You know, maybe some of my favorite um tunes Harvey Mason was on. Crazy shit. Mm. One of my favorite songs used to be uh, But Not For Me, Chet Baker. Uh, me and my girlfriend would sing that song, you know, like a year ago in our other, in our older apartment. Hella cute times. But yeah, holy shit, we're really, we're moving, moving real fast. 50 minutes now. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up, I guess. I guess I'll give a little story. I've been doing some investigating lately. Uh, I used to go to this church called Kempsville, Kempsville Baptist, if you know. If you know Kempsville Baptist, hey buddy, shout out to my peeps. Um, but I've been doing some research because there's a little thing that happened a very long time ago. Um, <clears throat> I remember it kind of vaguely. I was pretty young. I think it was like, I don't know, like 14, 14 maybe. Um, in my church, this is a, I don't know, how, when was the last time Obama was president? I don't know. I don't remember when was Obama was the last president. It was around the time that he was getting elected. Do the math yourself. I don't I don't know. But so my church, um, you know, obviously if you go to church, you're probably pretty Republican. I'm not going to generalize here, but you're probably pretty conservative Republican guy. Possibly, maybe. So my church did this thing. It was a big church, by the way. It was like, I don't know. It's seated like... 200 300 people more than that a lot it was a big church not nearly like wavy wavy church that was that's stupid that's a stupid big church but this is a big church it's okay size (laughs) so my church did something pretty interesting when obama was getting elected and obviously you remember that there is the whole uh controversy about his birth certificate and him actually being you know muslim or what republicans think just being isis (laughs) Um, so my church did this thing instead of having sermon having a sermon one one day one Sunday they played this like hour long video about it was it was like a propaganda video about how Obama is actually it was like a documentary almost about how Obama is actually from ISIS just just think about that for like 30 seconds. Let's just, let's have a moment of silence for Kempsville Baptist. Yeah, Kempsville Baptist. What a, what a wild place. I don't even, I was so young that I remember seeing this and being like, this is fucking stupid. You know, I didn't really have any like defining political views when I was that young. Uh, I was pretty cradled enough, you know, at some point I hated gay people. Fun fact. And I hated Disney for supporting gay people because I was such a religious little fuck. And my parents fed me this Christianity, like, doctrination 
that I was just like, oh, there's a, when I went to the mall once with my parents, there's this like kiosk with t-shirts and it had skulls on it. My dad was like, hey, let's go check out the skull shirts, you know, because he's like edgy. <laughs> my dad's still an edgelord and he's like, what, 50 something? Anyways, so we went over and I, I lost my goddamn mind. I was like, I don't know, it was like nine or something. And I was like, no, I'm a Christian. I can't go look at the skull shirts. God damn it. I can't do it. My parents, they bring that story up a lot because they, they're so proud of me. <laughs> they're so proud of how against th- these shirts I was because of my Christianity. I was hella religious. Hella religious. I was so into God. I, I pretended to suck God's dick every, every night. Dear Lord, let's bow our heads. Am I right? Anyways, <laughs> religion... Um, obviously I got out of that. I'm fucking hella supportive, hella, hella liberal, not hella liberal, but I'm pretty moderate. You know what I mean? I don't really give a shit about either side, but I'm definitely not an elitist asshole like I used to be. So fun fact about me, I'm a pretty great guy. This church, uh, I've been trying now that I've been remembering more and more of my past. I'm remembering all of the crazy, stupid shit that happened. Uh, Kempsville church having their hour-long propaganda piece about Obama being one of them. And I can't find anybody who remembers it. And I'm, I swear to God, I dreamt this shit up. I try talk to my mom about it. She doesn't know. My sister kind of remembers it. Not really. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that they didn't think it was so wild. They were just like, oh, yep, Obama's from ISIS. Tuck that back away in the back of my head. You know, forget about this day forever. Um, I haven't actually gone back to the the church in a while, but I'm thinking I should. Maybe I should should open up the investigation, (laughs) try to look into this a little bit more. But um, I'll let you guys know what happens next episode, so stay tuned. Uh, Thanks for tuning on episode five. I had a great time talking to you guys. Uh, Be sure to check back next episode. Um, Yeah, wow, religion. How about it? Anyways, have a have a good day. Uh, enjoy your enjoy your lunch, guy, buddy, buddy boy. Uh, I don't know how to end things, so bye. Thanks. Come on, buddy. じゃあ今度さ。